Tip Today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, fuck on. Your Peugeot car or van might benefit from a free software upgrade. For more information and to find out if this applies to your vehicle, call the lads in Slattery's Garage, fuck on on 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Thanks, Pat, and uh, welcome back to the final hour of Tip Today. Now, as you know, we're on air with you every single weekday morning from nine. We spoke to Paul in the first hour of uh, the programme about the incredible situation that he has found himself in after AIB made contact with his son, who they adopted from Russia when he was a baby, to tell him that because of his Russian heritage, there will be sanctions on his account. Now, here's just a little of what Paul had to say to us. It was like a knife through the heart of the family. For the first time in, what, 11 years, he's 17 now. He was a year and a half when he came. Just never once was his heritage mentioned by anybody on the list. As a family who have been trying so hard to protect him from all the negativity that's going on, this thing just was a hammer blow. It was money that was put there by his grandparents, mm-hmm. you know, and we just kept it going in memory of that. At the heartlessness of this, the coldness of this, because... A young child in care who never asked to come to Ireland. Mm. His future was decided in a courtroom in Omsk in September 2007. Mm. He had no say. He didn't even know he was coming to Ireland. Mm. But my worry is, Fran, let's just say in years to come, right, he decides he wants to go to college or he wants to start a job Mm. or the house is left to him. Mm. And let's just suppose after we're dead and gone, he might decide he wants to sell that house. And he sold it. He made a decision that that's what he wanted to do. And he had that money. Can they just freeze that money then? Just for something he had no hand act nor part in this conflict. A country he never asked to come to. In your correspondence with them, Paul, you said that you would pull your finances from AIP. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. still of that opinion? Yeah, absolutely. And that was Paul who spoke to us in the first hour of uh, the programme. We're on air with you every single weekday morning from 9 o'clock and we'd love your company at that point as well. Now it's time for our weekly health slot and uh, delighted as usual to be joined by the CEO of Marito uh, 8020. That's Muriel Cuddy. Muriel, good morning to you. Morning, Fran. And good to see you today. Over the last few weeks we've been talking about various different uh, things that people can get done at Marito and all of that. But you were saying that a lot of the people coming into you sometimes it's the basic stuff that you end up dealing yeah. with as well. It's funny because um, this week I suppose made me think a lot about there's, there's different kinds of people right so we're mm. all different and some people love aesthetic treatments and they just want to go and get the aesthetic treatments done and an injection or a laser lipo things sucked out all the bits and a quick fix or just even feel better like you know that you walk up the steps and somebody does something like that to you and you walk out looking a million times better. Mm. Some people don't want that at all and they want the nutrition and the education and the other side and then there's people in the middle. For me this week, I suppose, when I sat with people, and I have so many people seen on a one-to-one, it was literally people sat with their hands out. So we'd done their bloods, we'd done different profiles like Q-risk for in relation to cardiac health, lipid management, which is in relation to cholesterols and stuff, diabetic, um, diabetic things and that, or diabetic profiles. And when I sat down with people, I'd say to them, listen, what is it you want? So a lot of people are on different tablets for different things. And it was education, Fran, back to the basics of 
what should I be doing, Muriel? Like, mm. what does a day look like? What should I be eating? What shouldn't I be eating? And if I have this and I don't have this, where do I go with it? So that, for me, was like... Mm. And is it because we're bombarded with information, particularly if we're on social media? Um, yeah. There's a different diet, there's a different way mm. of nutrition. And we don't know, we can't pick from that what we should be doing. I think, um, and even in me, with my head and social media and everything that's given to you, to retain information is really hard now. Like, you get so much information from so many different sides. So yeah. if somebody gives you information, say, 10, 15 minutes ago, and then you're on social media and you're looking at something else, and then you're looking at something else, by the end of the day, how much of what have you actually retained? So if somebody said the keto very diet... Little, very little, You might remember one sentence of what you read about a keto diet. You might remember one sentence of what you're supposed to do in relation to your, to your cholesterol. Hmm. And then something on something else. And then you're trying to put all three together and you're wondering, right, OK, what am I actually supposed to be having? Did he say 20% fats and all protein and no carbs? And, and then when it comes to it, like, what's an actual carb and what's fat and what's mm. essential mm. fat? And, mm. you know, how much should I be having? And like three people, there was actually three men. I've had a lot of men in this week. Mm. And the profile of men would be 45, say, to 70, 75. Mm. And look, someone even said to me, like, well, Muriel, what are good protein choices? And, you know, what does, what does carbohydrates look like? And like, these are words that we know, say maybe, or the younger generation, mm. I know because of my world, but the younger generation might know it if they're playing sport and they've done a little in school. But older people don't seem to know the difference between the A and B. And that's not being negative or anything. It's just, yeah, people yeah, have course, never educated. Yeah. Well, so will you take us back to basics yeah. then? Yeah, so back to the basics, yeah, which is, I just, I love being able to do this, yeah. right? So a carbohydrate is literally what gives us energy, okay? Carbohydrates in the form of fuel we can retain in our body and we can store, if we're going for a walk later on, if somebody's playing a game, um, if we're working, whatever it is, that's our energy, that fuels our body. If we take in too many carbohydrates, we can actually store them. They turn to glycogen in our muscles and that we can store it as body fat. So we can become overweight by overdoing carbohydrates, right? Mm. There's good and bad carbohydrates. So for most people, 60 to 70% of your diet should be carbohydrates, okay? Colour in abundance is carbohydrates. So all your fruit and veg, literally in abundance. Potatoes, rice, all kinds of rice, pastas, breads, they're all carbohydrates. So never worry about eating fruit and veg. The ones you need to limit to a certain extent when you get to a certain age are things like your potatoes, your rice, your pastas, your breads, most especially your breads. The other ones aren't as bad, right? Mm. So that's your carbohydrates. With your protein, that's different. So your protein is your skeletal makeup. That's your bones, your muscles, your hormones, um, enzymes, uh, nails, all of that kind of thing. So how the body is actually made up is made up of protein. Yes. We don't store protein to the same level. So protein is our skeletal makeup, but we don't store it that it's going to turn to body fat. So that's different completely. And you've all the younger generation thinking they need to eat so much protein um, to be lean and become leaner and all the bits and pieces. But it doesn't work like that. Like if I was to eat, say, 10 breasts of chicken today, I'm not going to store that. So I end up urinating it out. So I'll use my body will use as much as it needs. So like a stick and plaster for injuries and build my muscles and build my bones and stuff. But there's only a certain amount of it that my body will retain. With protein, the choices are like white meat, red meat, um, all your fish, eggs, the white of an egg is a fantastic source of protein. And then mm. you get it in smaller amounts through your milk products, dairy, even nuts have a little bit of protein, things like that. So you get it from there. Your fat is the next one. This is the one we don't have. So with protein, we need 25, 20% protein there, thereabouts in our diet and probably about 20% fat as well. 
but that's the one people don't have and that's like helps with depression helps with stress helps with anxiety helps with heart health it helps with so many different things and you know you don't utilise protein properly the amino acids aren't released properly which are the nine building blocks of protein if you don't have the fat but people are afraid of fat and how is the fat how, how do we intake the well, fat well you see the saturated fat and there's unsaturated fat mm. so there's the two, two types the saturated fat is the one you're in trouble with if you eat a lot of saturated fat that's what clogs the arteries and that will be what, in what biscuits so and the like biscuits and pastries yeah. and um, um, any takeaways mm. anything you buy buy like that it's in a lot of things even like things that you buy that have a lot of ingredients and everything in them mm. unsaturated fat which is the essential fat the body needs it's more like one two ingredient foods which is everything across the board that's healthy for us if there's one or two ingredients we know it's good to go right. so essential fat looks like nuts and seeds the yellow of an egg is a fantastic um, source of essential fat extra virgin olive oil to cook with it coconut oil seed oils any seed oils nut butters things like that um, avocados fish salmon oily fish fantastic sources of essential um, fat if anyone's feeling unwell or stressed or depressed and especially our kids your brain doesn't even function right without essential fat and every single meal should have that um, what would you say combination of your carbohydrates your proteins and your fats so if your breakfast in the morning you have porridge fibre and carbohydrates you put your protein maybe like your milk and your calcium etc on it put your nuts or your seeds or something on top of it and then your berries there's a perfect breakfast if you want to go with brown bread protein and carbs put your eggs with it put avocado with it cherry tomatoes turkey rashers there you have your combination again for lunchtime say um, anything literally as in fish you know, if you want to have your potato, your rice, things like that, you're starting to put the profile together then because mm. fish ticks the boxes of protein and fat, you know. So I won't say it's simple stuff, but if we go back to the basics, if people keep that word in their head and you're not buying things that come from over the counter and you're not buying things in boxes, um, then you'll do very well and you'll start mm. feeling better straight away. What's an acceptable amount of bread to have in a day, None. do you think? None. <laughs> okay. Um, the younger generation need bread. It's, it's a staple of the Irish diet right. and in lunch boxes and going to school and matches and all the bits and pieces. I'm wrong there. That's like white bread, sliced bread. If you're going for a really good whole meal, whole wheat bread and you know what's in it and it's high in fibre, that's perfect. That's absolutely fine. A couple of slices of that a day is absolutely grand at lunchtime or maybe one in the evening or whatever. Yes. McCambridge bread is a really good one. If you make your own, if you make porridge bread, that's fine. But when we get to about 40, our metabolism slows down from about 35 by 5 to 7%, it, it literally every five years there or thereabouts. So you can imagine by the time you're 50, your metabolism has slowed down that much. You have slowed down, as in you're not doing the same exercise or training you've done. Because your diet isn't right and you don't have the essential fat, etc., and the carbs are wrong, you feel tireder. So you slow down automatically yourself by 10 to 15%, if not 20, and your metabolism also slows down. So when you put the two together, the whole lot is slowed down by about 40%. And people wonder all of a shot why there's an extra stone or an extra stone and a half there. So the stone or stone and a half then comes from the fact we've eaten the same foods up to 30 and 35 and the weight stayed off and we were grand. We can't do that from 35 to 40 on. So we have to actually start looking at what's in the food and how to fuel the body. And even looking, Fran, a calorie in and a calorie out. I don't like talking about calories unless somebody needs it. But it is the very basic. And we do teach it to kids as in it's a unit of energy if you don't burn that unit of energy well then you're going to gain weight so it's important to know say carbohydrates have about 4 calories per 100 gram I think Mm. and protein is the same and fat has double it so it's important to try and get that piece right if you can and for most people if you're on a healthy enough diet for most men say for you Fran I would say straight away by looking at you about 1600 calories a day 
would be optimal for you. Mm. When you're sedentary, you're sitting here behind the mic. Mm. Um, if you're sitting at night or whatever whatever it is you're doing. So about 1600 and you'd be good to go that you might even lose a half pound a week doing that, mm. right? Mm. Uh, for most women, you're talking about 1400 and people would say to me, that's too low, that's too low. I had a girl in yesterday and she said she was with somebody that put around 2000 calories. She was four foot 11, I think. And she had a stone or stone halfway to lose. 2,000 calories was mad. She was in a sedentary job, sitting down all day long, um, barely getting her steps in or whatever. So for me, for her to actually lose weight, she needed to be on about 1,250. But you can work that out really well with decent food choices mm. and eat enough that you're full. And uh, that, that's just the point I was going to make to you. You yeah. needn't be hungry, I guess, on, like in my case, 1,600. No. Uh, you needn't be If hungry. you make the right food choices, because even at night before you go to bed, a lot of people say to me, I'm starving. Like, that's my time that I get caught from 8 yes. o'clock to 10 o'clock. So if somebody has their dinner at 5 or 6 o'clock in the evening time, right, so by 7, half 7, you're starting because the blood sugars are dropping and mm. all the bits. Like, then it's like a th- something like slice brown bread and put something on it like peanut butter. Mm. You fibre and you have high fat. And that will say to you, if you give it 10 or 15 minutes, three wheat bix, six wheat bix with your milk, you're still only talking about 200, 250 calories. Mm. Porridge, I love it at night. If you make the proper choice that it's high fibre and then you put your dairy and your fat with it, it will say to you that you stay away from the sugar because the sugar is detrimental. The sugar is mm. like alcohol. It's, it's a drug and it's made to stimulate your appetite. That's why all these things like yes. are added this, added that, this taken out, this is good for you, this isn't. But they have stuff in it to stimulate the, the nerve endings on our tongues so that we'll actually want more and more of it. That's amazing, isn't it? I've been yeah. on a diet for about two months now and I still crave at night. It's the hardest yeah. for me. Uh, harder than dur- any time during the day, at night. Yeah, but you see, you're bored as well. If yeah. it's the, you're probably worse the nights you're at home than the nights you're actually out and you're working. True. Yeah. yeah, because I'm watching TV or I'm reading yeah. or something. Because yeah. you're used to yeah. being active yeah. and you're used to and it's one of the things and it's it's now, it's not used to be years ago that I suppose when we come in the evening and we were tired, you didn't look for this hand-to-mouth thing. You see the kids now, where are they going to go when they, with the vapes and all the bits? They're so used to this hand-to-mouth all the time. The physical um, habit. The physical mean, habit, yeah. yeah. And for people, for us, it's not even eaten because like if you eat something at night like a bar of chocolate, it's gone the space of mm. 10 minutes mm. but then you want something else. Yes, and it's nearly the habit of if it was a fizzy drink, it's constantly sipping at the fizzy drink. Yeah. Whatever it is. It's like it's, associating it's a cigarette with a drink, for yeah. instance. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you associate your relaxed time with yeah. having something in your hand that you actually need to do the hand-to-mouth thing. So relaxed time has to become different that you're not, that you get rid of that habit. Because I keep saying we are habits. And that's what we are in the world today, literally, which is a bit frightening. That's interesting. Do you want to get in on this conversation we had with a professor from a university in England earlier on about feeders? Mm. Uh, those of us who want to feed other people up, but we want to make sure that they have food on their plate extra, even if they don't want it. And th- that's to the detriment of, of healthy eating. As it's funny, I came it? in on the end of it, so I didn't hear the very beginning of it. But when you mentioned it this morning, I was hoping that I'd get to hear it because, yeah, it yeah. interested me big time. There's two types of feeders for me. So there's the one that the professor talked about and feeding people, and that's definitely there. But there's also the other one of the person that is, like, um, loves food themselves and they want it themselves, so they make sure others have it. So it's somebody in the family, say, that loves takeaways, but they're guilty eating the takeaway themselves, mm. so everybody has to have a takeaway. And a lot of kids are fed like that, and even, say, older people in our, in our families or whatever, say, you fancy McDonald's. So you see it, you know it all the time. So the kids are all brought in for McDonald's or an ice cream. That side of feeders probably bothers me more because it's affecting more people. Mm. So somebody won't admit that, yes, I love eating rubbish and all the whatever going, um, but I don't want to eat it on my own. So if I make sure I open the package of biscuits and I'm having two or three and the others are having two or three, well, then I don't feel as guilty having it. Yes. That's the side of the feeder that kind of bothers me, to be honest, Fran. And Mm. that's there, I think, in every single 
um, in everybody's world they'll know of somebody or it could be them themselves maybe it's all of us maybe it's like yeah, yeah. I, I, I was saying to the professor I think it's a particularly an Irish thing that notion that you almost have to feed the world yeah. and be prepared to feed the world yeah. at any time and clear you know? your plate clear your but plate, doesn't yeah. it come from the 1980s when we hadn't a lot of money yeah, absolutely. and there wasn't a lot of food don't be wasting well it's wasting and the other thing was you'll go hungry because if you mm. don't actually eat your dinner you're not going to get anything again until tea time so mm. if you haven't had your dinner you know don't come back into me or whatever and I think it's worried mothers a lot back in, with that generation you know whereas course, now yeah. we follow and, through and that brings we? up the other thing and I wonder what you think about this this notion that we have to be full to the point that the shirt is kind of gaping yeah. at the end of a meal how can we get out of that we, yeah. we, in fact we don't think it's been a great meal unless we can hardly wag no and that's nonsense and you know it's funny because um I was listening to the lads on this morning when I was coming into work early. Uh, do you know, was it half six or something? Uh, Andrew and the boys were on there in the morning, yeah. and they were yeah. very funny. Um, and they were talking about um, eating out and the dew on the plate and the beautiful food and all the bits. Yes. And I don't know who, which one of them it was. I think it was Andrew. Just that's complete nonsense. Can't bring my parents for a meal anymore. Like that's gravy. That's not dew or whatever it was. But I laughed as I was coming in along. But. Yes. Um, food is actually going in that way now that you've two types as in you've got say the fast food that they fill your bag up to the very top with whatever um, mm. rubbish and fat food or you go out for a nice meal and you're actually getting two or three things on your plate <laughs> yes. and you're looking at it and you're thinking oh Jesus sure, like, this is going to fill me can I have chips and can I have spuds and can yeah. have God knows what with it so I think restaurants have the memo and they know what we need to fill us mm. so a three course meal is like you would get in a decent restaurant your starter with maybe whatever piece of bread, your main course, which is two or three things on a plate. Mm. And then, and it's habits, Fran, that's what it is. It's the comfort side of things that we want big, huge things of food and we want to eat until we're nearly sick and mm. then lie down and go to sleep. If you stop that habit and say to yourself, right, okay, I'll stop and I go back again if I want more, you actually realise your body, it takes, what is it, 20 minutes for the signal to go from your stomach to your brain to say, listen, I'm full. Oh. So if you wait for the 20 minutes, you will actually figure out my youngest fella is really bad to eat and I'm always saying to him eat up Jaden but he starts in the evening time you know and he said ma'am the 20 minute rule if I'm still not hungry after 20 minutes my grand and I said yeah you're grand you're still not hungry after 20 minutes go um, so <laughs> it's a habit I love the way your knowledge is used against you it's always well. home 24-7 <laughs> literally yeah, yeah she's off again she's off again literally yeah, yeah. but it is the 20 minute rule right. we, ha- we have to pull back a bit and again it's the whole culture of where we're at at the minute everything's speed everything is done at whatever you know I need mm. to eat now because I need to do whatever it is and uh, yeah I have to clear my plate fast and whatever it is but you have to a meal should be especially at the weekend if anybody's listening they have kids or they have take the time around the kitchen table that you actually sit down at the kitchen table and nobody's allowed leave mm. so put the phone down if you can at all I know yes. it's like me preaching and I try but it's put the phone down and course, see can yeah. you get the hour because that actually yeah. gives you the chance to realise what the, you're eating. the tray in front of the the, it's crazy because you've no idea. No, you, yeah. you don't know what you're watching you're telly and it's, yeah, it's all yeah. mindless. Yeah. How are things in Morito? 2020, how are things going? So we're two weeks in. Yeah. So I said to you, I'm tired this morning and I think yeah. I'm tired because we're two weeks in. Yeah. Yesterday, um, this week, two weeks yesterday we were open, was fantastic. Mm. So it was busy. Doctor was booked out. I was booked out. Nurse was. And it was wonderful just to see the faces of people actually getting what they needed, Fran. Mm. So that to me is fantastic. So the aesthetic side... We have a lot of, um, can I use the word virgin mm. people coming through yeah, yeah. that have never had anything done, but they've listened to me talking here. I actually had two that this might actually interest people that are listening. So one, um, teeth grinding has been a massive problem since she was very young. Mm. She actually grinds through um, mouth guards and everything. Oh. So she's 50. So she had Botox and she, we were able to relax the muscles 
to stop her grinding her teeth or whatever. Wow. So that sorted that literally straight away, a problem that she's had for years. And then I had another um, boy in, I call him a boy, it shows my age. He was 25 or 6. Mm-hmm. Um, but sweating was a ma- massive problem for him. And he was in an office, with, a smaller office with two or three people. Um, wouldn't even take his jacket off during the summer and was constantly in the bathroom with deodorant and trying to whatever. So again, um, Botox was able to cure that, that you could actually relax the, mus- relax the muscle and that. So it's Un- not... Underarm. Underarm, yeah, or oh. anywhere, like feet, whatever. So there's so many different things. There was another person in, PRP is something that you can do for hair loss. Yes. So hair loss is a matter, and for men, now women even around the receding hairline, um, again, I had two people that was affecting them massively. The, so the PRP was done, which stimulates the follicle, blood to the follicle, whatever it is, and um, that will definitely, over the next whatever, two or three weeks, they'll see a massive difference and they'll actually see that coming back again. So it's, it's a very interesting, because with aesthetics, people think immediately of vanity, if well, you don't mind my saying so. Thinking the frozen but, face. Yes, but a, a lot yeah. of it is about, you know, just people being happier in themselves. It, a lot of it is people are really upset. Yeah. So like I said, I've had people coming through and I had one girl yesterday that cried and she was on both sides. So she's been through an awful lot in her world and there was issues that were affecting her on the aesthetic side that she just felt she couldn't make friends and she couldn't whatever. And then on the other side, she actually had high blood pressure and different bits and pieces. But the two were related. Her stress and anxiety was through the roof, literally, Fran. She was right. scratching her hand. She had her hand literally scratched away the palm of her hand. Because she was so unhappy. Because of the stress and oh the anxiety. Her arms, she said to me, it has to be diet related, Muriel. It has to be like it's literally, look at me. But both sides came together for her. Um, so we'll work with her now over the next while or whatever but that's what it's about it's not about jabbing things into people to give them blown up look, mm. lips that they look like they have two car mm. tires whatever it's about making somebody feel better and if you can't do anything for them but just sit and talk to them then yeah we're still right. doing a decent job If people want to talk to you uh, Muriel how, how can they yes, do Yes so they can call 083 095 9138 Alright very good and uh, Emma will have that if anybody missed it there Great to talk to you and thanks Muriel thanks, Thank you Bye bye to you now Muriel uh, Cuddy there of Marito uh, 8020 in Clonmel We'll take a break We're back with more It's just coming up on 25 past 11 Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier.